Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. I'm Norkin Doherty and today we're talking about entrepreneurs. Young Catalan entrepreneurs, to be precise, who have started their own businesses from scratch, often while still in school or university. From fashion brands to fruit and veg, microelectronics to meals for businesses, we have some great success stories coming up for you today. We're going to hear from several young people on what motivated them to start their own business, the challenges of being your own boss, and the rewards. 11 million euro turnover doesn't do any harm. Here with me today is Gerard Scatchfold. Hi, Gerard. Hello. I need to stop buying Euro Millones and to like start my own company. Stop doing the lottery. Have you ever been tempted to, you know, to give up the journalism and just, you know, any any ideas there burning? Well, considering this turnover, probably, but <laughs> no, never fin- seen myself as an entrepreneur. I do have some friends who are, and like I've huh? seen them working. I'm like they have. Very good schedules, I have to say, because right. they work whenever they want uh-huh. or they work full stop for like two weeks. So it's a little bit difficult to meet up with them or very easy, depends on the day. I mean, it might not be a bad option in terms of if you think about the fact that youth unemployment in Spain is kind of always an issue, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Just this year, we have seen Spain reaching the highest youth unemployment rate in the OECD countries, so like the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. And those aged up to 25 who are actively looking for a job, well, Spain had the highest rate, up to 29.3% of youth unemployment in February this year. But the situation has improved slightly over the, over the last few years. Yeah, exactly. In fact, in 2021, youth unemployment rate stood at 35%, so like six percentage points less in the last years. I mean, we're talking about youth unemployment there. I mean, I guess that's not the only reason people set up their own business and decide to become an entrepreneur. They might have an idea. They might come from a family that, you know, kind of, you know, backs their ideas, especially at the start. Uh, we've been talking to uh, some young entrepreneurs. Our colleagues at the Catalan News Agency have been to visit some across Catalonia. And there's a bit of a common theme, Gerard. Yeah, exactly. They all share that becoming an entrepreneur, having your own company at this young age, is like stepping away of this easy, safe and secure path that everyone would expect. So just, I don't know, going to uni, then starting in a company. They also say that probably you're a little bit more naive, not in the bad way, obviously, because you have all this universe to discover, all these opportunities. And after all, the sky's the limit, as they say. Sky's the limit. You kind of feel like maybe nothing to lose. Exactly. No risks associated. Well, very few risks, we could say. Well, the first person we're going to hear from is from Nude Project. This is a company, a fashion label, founded in 2018. Their website says... By two friends eager to create something different. So it's Bruno Casanovas and Alex Benyok. They started just after they turned 18. And they said that their fashion is all about the hip-hop scene, the rawness of skateboarding, and artists' creativity. Uh, so their slogan is, by artists, for artists. Now, at 22 years of age, they already have an annual turnover of 11 million euro. Not bad. No. And as Bruno Casanovas told the Catalan News Agency, their first real job is going pretty well. 
También se hace curioso no tener ningún tipo de experiencia previa con la que poder comparar al final. Es extraño no tener realmente ningún tipo de experiencia previa con la que poder comparar Bruno says. Alex and I have done some small jobs here and there, but well, this is now normal for us. This is our life and it means everything to us. It's our first job and hopefully our last one. The first month that we sold 1,000 euro, that was a huge amount for us. It was crazy. And since then, there have been different levels. Bit by bit, climbing the ladder, Bruno explains. At some point, we had to take the difficult decision to leave university because it was impossible to do that at the same time as trying to take this to the next level. That was the moment we became independent. We started living off the brand and we were like, wow, this is getting serious and we better wake up if we want this to keep going and live off it. Obviously, you do have to make sacrifices in terms of family, relationships, friendships, but I believe you can find a work-life balance, Bruno says. I'm working on it. Every day is a battle, every day is different, but at the end of the day, I'm happy with what I'm doing and wouldn't change it for anything else. That was Bruno Casanova's co-founder of Nude Project. Those guys really young, as I said earlier, but that's not the norm for entrepreneurs, Gerard. No, exactly. Here in Catalonia, for example, the Catalonia's Young Business People's Association says that their average of young entrepreneurs is 44 years. So, like, you can consider that young or not, depends on who you ask. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that's the average. But I mean, it's interesting that this is a group specifically for young entrepreneurs. And uh, yeah, they cater for people right up to, I think it's uh, 45. And mm -hmm. it, it shows you that, yeah, maybe compared to some other fields, that entrepreneurship is something that maybe people tend to get in into later on in life, which yeah. makes all these cases even more unique. Yeah, exactly. In fact, they say that Catalonia accounts for 6.6% of Spain's entrepreneurial activities. So like seven out of 100 people between the age of 18 and 64 are starting their own business. And in fact, one of the things that this association, the AJEC Association, the Catalonia's Young Business People's Association, says that entrepreneurship is becoming a more popular option for people, but there is still a long way to go because there is a lot of lack of support by the administration. So they are pushing administrations and governments to like encourage these activities. There's also the fact that a lot of businesses, you know, start off well, but they might go for like a year or two. But uh, getting beyond that is quite tricky as well, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah, and one of the things that uh, IJEC states is that here in Catalonia, there is a very critical moment for these companies. It's the one-year mark or the two-year mark. That's probably either if they become successful or they just like have to close. And one of the things that they also point out is that there are many different companies. It's not only one sector that Catalonia is specialized in. They mainly have digital companies or startups focusing on biotech, but it's not the only focus. And one of the things that they point out out of these working age adults that we mentioned that are starting their own companies is that the majority are university students. Well, speaking of high tech and university students, probably a good moment to move on to our next uh, business that we're talking about, which is called The Care, K-E-R. And uh, they're situated in the middle of the kind of techie startup area of Barcelona's yard. 
Yeah, exactly. It's the 22 Arroba or 22 at neighborhood. Very cool name for a neighborhood, is it? 22 exactly. at. Yeah, very digital. Very digital 20, yeah. 20 second century, yeah. not even I'm surprised 21st. they didn't put a, a hashtag in there, you know? Ah, it was too early. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that neighborhood is very recognizable because it's, you could say Barcelona's CBD, the central business district, but it's not actually central. It's not Plaza Catalunya Square, yeah. but you have very tall buildings. You have Torre Agba. Torre Glorias, currently known as, yeah. which has amazing views. And then a lot of old factories that have been converted into office spaces and things <laughs> like that. So, well, this is where the CARE are based. Uh, they're a group of current and former students from two universities here, the Polytechnic University of Catalonia and the Open University of Catalonia. Uh, they've created an award-winning microelectronic soldering robot that is more accurate than the competition and consumes less energy. Not a bad, uh, you know, Do not bad for university students. N- like. n- not, I don't even know what microelectronics soldering robot means. Mm, so no. <laughs> considering <laughs> that those uh, three letter words, I'm already like surprised on like they're <laughs> award winning. Like that's more than enough for me. Well, according to their website, they say they've created the world's most advanced microelectronic soldering and desoldering technology to change the manufacturing paradigm of the electronics and semiconductor industry. Well, one thing I do know is that for all our mobile devices and and all the rest, we need this technology. So Mm -hmm. um, no surprise that these guys are having some success. Uh, To tell us more, here's Carla Gomez, one of the founders. El procés emprenedor al final són hores, moltes hores. Nosaltres li At the end of the day, becoming an entrepreneur is all about putting the hours in. We all work an average of 80 hours a week, double the norm. And it has to be something that inspires you and motivates you. It's not any old job, it's part of your life. And in our case, we haven't set up this company to then sell it, make some money and retire. It's not that. For us, it's our life project. We created it together, we want to grow it together, and we want it to be a great project and a great business. When I started at university, with it being engineering, I thought more people would be like, I'm going to do this project, and then it could become a business. But it wasn't like that. It's true that there are some programs that try to get businesses off the ground and help students start companies, but it's not as common as I thought it would be. I think when people finish university, they're anxious to find a job, to start earning money. Starting your own business is a risk not everyone is willing to take. Some prefer to take a safer path, working as an engineer in a big company, making a living rather than starting a business. We've just finished university. We don't have responsibilities, children, families to look after. So if we have to take a risk, now is the time. I think when you're young, it's a good time, but it's never too late. We know businesses with founders who are over 40, and it's true that the older you are, the more experience you can draw upon. Carla Gomez, 
from the care our thanks to her uh, what working 80 hours a week that's the thing that struck me yeah. there that's um, that's pretty I mean sometimes it feels like I've worked 80 hours a week but no I don't think I actually do you know uh, it's literally working twice yeah. what we work yeah. on our normal base yeah like uh, do they sleep that's a good question that we need to ask Carla next time. <laughs> next time, yeah, yeah. When do you actually sleep? And in fact, one of the things that she said is that they don't have those many responsibilities in life, so they can have all these sacrifices. They don't have any mortgage. They don't have any economic responsibilities or even kids, so they don't need to have, like, family responsibilities to make sure that, well... They can work 80 hours because they don't have any kid to take care at home. So this is kind of one of the advantages of being a young entrepreneur. You can really dedicate yourself 100% to it. Well, 80 hours a week, as it turns out. And that's similar for the next company we're going to hear about, which is Nora Real Food. Yeah, exactly. It's another company based here in Barcelona. It's founded by Nora Baikorba. It's co-founded by her and it's inspired by her mother. And they want for people to enjoy eating at the office again. So like if COVID was eating at home, now it's eating in the office again because obviously 80 hours a week, you need somewhere to eat. <laughs> so yeah, their idea is that they prepare meals for businesses. Here is Nora Baikorba. I think there are more and more young people starting their own business. There's a risk involved in starting any project and obviously not having a mortgage to pay, not having a family or children, you can take more risk because you're not thinking about needing that stability. I was 25 when I started Nora, and it was one of my first experiences of working. I had done some internships for various companies as part of my university course, but I really wanted to become an entrepreneur, to start a project that had always been a dream of my mother's. We saw a clear gap in the market because there were no providers focused on lunches for companies. That encourages, and it has been an amazing experience with good moments and other moments that have been tough. For us, for example, COVID was a really tough time. Obviously, starting out young, you don't have all the knowledge because you don't have much experience. But I think anything can be learned. And if you have to drive, you can succeed. It is true that you have to find your travel companions on this journey because there are projects that require a lot and it's better to share them and not try to do it all yourself. Finding colleagues to work on the project to support you and resolve doubts as you go along, it helps a lot. And within this sector, there are a lot of people willing to help. That was Nora Valcorba, thanks to her. So far, we've only been talking about Barcelona-based companies. Next year, we have a company from a very small town in Catalonia called Belpuig. Yeah, it's a town in central Catalonia with only 5,000 inhabitants. So we just talked about Barcelona with its <laughs> 1.6 million inhabitants. Now we are showing that entrepreneurship is not only about big cities. And maybe no surprise that uh, this company, Talqual, they're called, is based kind of out near the countryside, and their business is all to do with fruit and veg. Yeah, exactly. Tal cual, which could be translated as just like this, 
like that yeah, exactly that. and that's kind of related to their product because <laughs> uh, their slogan is naturally imperfect yeah. yeah because they sell fruit and vegetables that are unique on the outside but also taste great on the inside so basically products that uh, might not sell in the big supermarkets because they look a bit funny they might they might have a little mark on them or they might be the wrong shape or the right size or, or very wrong big size. or even very big for like imagine a lemon like the size of your hand you wouldn't see that in the supermarket, but Talqual has some of them, or even like very small watermelons. So it's a little bit of like, well, some imperfect natural fruit. Well, let's take a listen now to Oriol Aldoma, Talqual co-CEO. Tu vas a les grans superfícies i veus totes les pomes iguals, però és així el que passa el camp. You go to the big supermarkets and all the apples you see are the same. But is it really like that in the countryside? Uriol asks. Are the apples that fall off the trees the same? In fact, it's not like that, he says. And so what we are trying to do is give a voice to producers so that people understand that there is a different reality behind what you see. A lot of food waste isn't from customers. In a large part, it's down to the products, supply chains, distribution and sales. From the start, we've noticed that people are more and more conscious of waste. Oriol says. They want to buy their food in a responsible and sustainable way. We operate across the peninsula and have more than 2,100 active subscribers, Uriol explains. We deliver around 1,400 or 1,500 boxes a week of imperfect produce that previously couldn't be sold and nowadays can be, thanks to this. We are very proud to say that we have rescued more than 700,000 kilos of fruit and veg in the two and a half years we've been going. That's Oriel Aldoma from Talqual. And actually, a funny thing that the other co-CEO, Mark Ebels, has said uh, is that farmers, when they started, you know, saying, OK, we're going to pay you for these fruits and veg, which they've never received money for before, they were like pretty skeptical. But uh, it seems to have just grown over the last couple of years, the last two and a half years they've been going. And, uh, you know, some of the farmers they've been working with since the start, and uh, it seems to be working. And in fact, Gerard, you've availed of the services. Yeah, exactly. Because I read about them and I was like so surprised and I was like, this is very good, very convenient. It's a little bit cheaper than what you would pay at the fruit and vegetable shop. But it's also very convenient because they bring the fruits to your home and like they taste very good, as they say. They are naturally imperfect outside, but taste is great on the inside. They're not even paying you for this yard. You're just, you know, genuinely... Recommending it. <laughs> as like, I would say this to my friends, not like I'm not being paid. In fact, I'm paying for the services. <laughs> so, but no, no, no. And they said that they appeared during the COVID-19 pandemic because people would stay at home. Some people didn't want to go out to the grocery store. So... COVID was instead, as opposed to what we heard with Noda, was a great boom for them. And they continue, like 700,000 kilograms of fruits and vegetables saved. That's a lot. Time now for our Catalan phrase. What's it this week's yard? Well, it came to me when I was listening to these entrepreneurs. Qui no se arrisca, no pisca. Qui no se arrisca, so I guess... Whoever doesn't take a risk, uh-huh. no pisca. I don't know what that means. You don't become successful. You don't you, become successful. You don't so grab part of the small food, so 
you're going to become successful. So Pisca is like, take a little <laughs> bit of food. <laughs> so if you don't take a risk, you don't get a bite of the apple. I don't know if that's, if I'm making up phrases now. Well, apple was a startup at the beginning. There you go. The apple or the cherry, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, Catalan phrase we know is que no se arrisca, no pisca. That's us for today. Thanks very much for listening. If you haven't already subscribed to Fill in the Sink, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, feel free to do so. Thanks to all the entrepreneurs that spoke to the Catalan News Agency for this week's podcast. We're back again with another episode of Filling the Sink next weekend. Until then, from me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, bye for now. Adieu.